Gentlemen, start your engine. Good afternoon, radio. For those who don't know, Radio Hotman. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Sorry about the uh, um, technical goodies. Radio Hotman. Hot, 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 hot. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. I don't want to be a pain about it, but I just, you know, I've got a gut feeling here, JP, that you've got to get it up to speed before you put it in. Are you recording now, are you? You're playing now on the radio. Is that what's happening? I would never do that. You are. Viewers, let me tell you this. They're not viewers. We're doing... They're not viewers. They yeah. are viewers. We're not. We're the start the show. Yes, we have. I might cut it out. I know, you've just started, you've turned that on. Anyway, we haven't started the show yet anyway. That's we right. We haven't introduced ourselves. That's right, because we haven't started the show. Well, that's right. Which means... Which means... G'day, viewers. It must be time <laughs> for episode 166 of Radio Hot Lap. Radio Hot Lap. Absolutely. Very Hot Lap. Hot Lap. Well, very Hot. Oh, oh, sorry, Linda. That light-hearted... Punch. <coughs> that light-hearted look at the world of motor racing, cool emerging technologies, gadgets, barbecues, and tonight... Kiplers. Oven race. Kiplers. And raw beef. Tonight, back in the world headquarters in Adelaide, here we are, JP, just at the end of Brabham Strait, Jack, Black, you, Black you. Jack Strait, who's lost confidence in Mark Webber. Yeah, he has. He's turned up here it's with the barbecue. Yep. Not happy about it. Yep. Shit canned him straight away. <laughs> Give him a chance. Cut him off at the knees. Look, he hey, he's blowing it. Yep. Blowing it. Blowing it. There you go. Um, but nonetheless. But you're back. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, mate, I'm good. It's been three weeks. And it has been. Another three weeks has gone. Bloody hell. We've been trying to do a Skype show, but it's yeah, just not the same. It's, it's, no, you need same. the interaction and the, you know. All that stuff. Anyway. So but, here we are. But so, so what are you drinking? Well, what am I drinking? Yeah. I'm drinking... And we've a, got a bit of a selection here. What's going on? Well, I'll tell you what's going on, JP. I thought tonight, rather than us go out to our, our cheeky Chinese, yep. up the road at... Um, Which is what we did last time. You know, what was it called? What's it called? Fortuna. Fortuna Court. Thank you, um, uh, FWBN. Oh, that's the fine wine buying manager. It is. He's just floated in. Andrew, how are you? Rust's third father. <laughs> Rust's third Yeah, Rust is going bunter. Three dads night. Da 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 it's uh, 31 degrees here in Adelaide. I've, it is. I've waltzed into a bit of a sauna. Actually, it was more of a sauna in Sydney. It's, it's more pleasant weather here. And um, I thought, after a Fortuna Court last uh, three weeks ago, where we, we tried a bit of an egg uh, fondue yeah, sort of aroma that uh, mm. Hugo made for us, I thought, and you sneaked off to, to, to pay the bill, uh, I thought, let's cook something. <laughs> let's cook something here. And the reason why I say sneaked off... Yeah. Because while I was getting my uh, my hair cut and my follicles uh, uh, massaged today, mm-hmm. I was reading Gourmet Traveller about an article about the, the the fight that ensues at a Chinese restaurant about the bill and how everybody oh and this hijacking of credit cards and this is yeah well, I didn't have the I didn't have the boiled rice I only had the no no rice. no there's none of that none of that none oh. of that no, oh, okay. no that, that that's that's just to get the people from the from, from the guy from VA Central right okay yeah 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 all right. 
um, oh. who doesn't pay for anything, doesn't he? And but doesn't enjoy the the group uh, experience. Whereas it, it's very much a, a tradition for them to you know, fight amongst who's going to pay for the bill, and, and right. then you know, then there's all these. Different I'll get it this week. No, 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 no. no, 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 no I'll get it this week. No, 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 Look, I'm just going to the toilet, you know, and then there's a credit card swap. So it it really it it was a great article. It's about spending your money and enjoying a meal with people you enjoy spending it with, and the generosity and the hospitality, and yeah, ships and yep, merry go round. And that's what we did. So I thought this week, let's get a nice roast. But I thought I'd ask you, what kind of roast would you like? And you gave me four choices. And I picked two. And I said, chicken or beef? And arrived, and there was the beef. We don't do beef, and you know beef. Mm, well, it's very nice too. It looks like a deluxe, um, deluxe lump that you've managed to acquire from Feast up the road. Sirloin. Sirloin, nice piece of sirloin. Nice and fatty on the outside, so it should uh, cook up beautifully. Get all that flavour through it. And um, we've got the oven warming up at the moment. Just tell us how you've, uh, the viewers, how you've actually prepared it before we okay. go on so, to the less say, meaningful the, items of the show. It's got the nice, um, nice layer of uh, fat on the outside, um, which is optional as to whether you eat it or whether you don't, because half of it will melt anyway while we're cooking. But I've... Um, I basically rubbed some, uh, put some oil on there and uh, a bit of uh, garlic salt and some uh, herb salt as well. Um, not a lot, just a little sprinkle. And then just got some uh, whole seeded garlic, uh, garlic, whole seeded mustard, I beg your pardon. And um, just put about a 5ml, 3ml covering of uh, mustard all the way over the top, which should crust up beautifully in the oven. Speaking and we'll of just garlic. be. Um, and Chop it that, I found some of and this fa- and whole bulb garlic. Hardy's found this whole bulb garlic, which isn't the dried stuff, it's actually fresh. And it looks absolutely deluxe, and we've just topped and tailed it. And away, away you got whole bulbs straight in there, and they're going to be in there with the, uh, with the meat. And you had, what else did you have? Uh, what have we laid underneath? Uh, a bit of sage. Was it some sage? I found it? up in the park that's grown yeah. wild. Oh, yeah, wild sage. <laughs> <laughs> Very wild sage. Incredibly wild sage. It looks like FWBM's is dressing up for a run. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Been on my ass all day. On my ass. On my ass, my ass. On my ass. I'm just getting the dog's dinner ready and, um, hey, okay. I, you know, uh, I invited Le Fogois to join the show tonight. He, he's, uh, right. he's been a bit. Where is he? Oh, he's down at, um, he's down at, uh, Julia! <laughs> Exclamation mark. Splice. Right. Um, Down the peninsula. Is it the peninsula? The Andrews Peninsula. Right. Is it? I don't know. Is it a peninsula down there or yeah. is it the. I don't know. Whatever it is. Bay of Biscay. Fuck off. You and your Bay of Biscay. Well, it's down the bay, isn't it? Or is it the other side of the bay of, of, of Port Phillip? <laughs> Well, where is it? I can never remember where it is. Down there, the bay of Yeah, Pisco, somewhere in a bay of pork food. Well, listen, don't, don't disappear off. I'm only going to get another beer. I'm on light beer, by the way, viewers, because you never asked me what I was drinking. <laughs> that's not, that's not uh, true. And on that note, it's only fair we bring the fogs in so we can continue cooking. And, um, and he can do all the talking. No, we don't. Go on, folks. It's all right. Welcome to the show. 
Hello. Hayek. Hello. Oh, thanks. Take over. Now you're running late there because you've told us between 7 and 7.30 and it's already 7.25. What's going on? Oh, folks, we only have a very small window of importance for you. Now, all right, ring us when you get there. I will. I won't be long, but I'm not there yet. Sorry. You won't be as long as Rust. You're quite long, though. <laughs> Go away. It's <laughs> enough of the short long, jokes. Was short that short Hope. All right, JP, on with the show. So what's been happening? What do you reckon? Big weekend coming up, Formula One-wise. Big weekend coming up, V8 supercar-wise. Well, the Dick Johnson saga continues to drag on for, uh, does. for the sixth uh, time, um, I think, for the sixth, uh, sixth week in a row, yep. which is rather disappointing to, to find that that's going on, that Charlie and uh, Dick are at loggerheads with each other. Absolutely, oh, still. So be it. And anyway, rumours yeah. are abounding that Courtney's talking to Holden and Holden's, you know, offering him uh, Will Davison's seat and Ford's trying to hold on and well, they're, they're Ford don't reckon they've got the money to keep him. Steve and then, Jobs would never hire any of them because they can't keep the secret. You know what? Out of the blue, Alan Gow, Courtney's manager. Right, I've had a gut full of this. Will you all stop speculating? He does what I tell him. He's here at Dick Johnson, he's contracted to Dick Johnson, and if anything else is going to happen, we'll let you know. Oh, did Gow so, spit the dummy? Yep, yeah, Gow spat the dummy, big, big dummy spit. And then Courtney himself turned around and said, Alan Gow's my manager, I'll do whatever he, he suggests that I do. So, there you go. So the ball's in Gow's court, Gow has spat the dummy, everybody's hands off of Courtney. On the Gowers. That's right. Gow you know, it's, um, it is exactly how it should be. If you appoint a manager to, to, you know, look after your best interests, um, you need to respect them. Otherwise, oh, you know, absolutely. cutting, usurping them, which, which um, that hasn't been done. No, it hasn't. I mean, absolutely again, not. What's going on here? The media are taking control again. Yeah, you know, and they're sort of messing with everyone's head. They've got to sell something. Mm. But it's annoying. Let's get all of the champions. And the whole bit about you know going to Holden and all that—that that was all media driven. That was nothing to do with Courtney or anybody else, or even anybody from Holden initially saying anything. It was just media dig, dig, dig. So, uh, yeah, interesting one. Murphy? No more Murph at uh, Paul Morris Motorsport. End of the year. That was uh, already a bit of a uh, well, yeah, story emerging mm. at, at Bathurst. Mm. Um, and I um, can't say True. who we'd heard that from, but no, it was, uh, it was clear that that wasn't... Uh, there was some unhappiness going on there, so that was a, that's a bit unusual. I would have thought that he would have fitted in, let's say, a little bit more there. Yeah. From what I understand, that Murph's character probably didn't 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 but fit there, and he was a bit he was a bit angry. Murph's always been angry, but um, you know he, he can certainly drive. But he's, he's still full of praise for the team, though, and the team don't seem to be too. Um, he's right that document. Nasty about. He's right that press wise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good point, but there you go. Anyway, so no replacement announced as yet, and um, nobody knows where Murph will go. What's going to, whether he'll manage to get a drive, or oh, whether he's going to be stuck with the Enduros. Who knows? He's far too significant a driver to, to disappear. So Murph will be back next year, mark my words. Well, there you go. And Fogler will have probably more on that. Later. I'm sure Fogler will have plenty on that as it happens. 
But uh, the biggest news, obviously, well, is the impending Formula uh, One. Oh my God, the dogs! Oh no, I've boiled the dogs. Oh, Nahu. Dinner. <laughs> boiled the dogs' dinner. Oh, I hate it. She hates it when I do that. I meant to poach the damn things. Oh, well, they're poached enough. They're over-poached. <laughs> Overpoach. Yes. Is that what you wear in cold weather? An overpoach? Yes. It's over to you. Yes, yes. Formula One. Are we talking Formula One already? What about the rest of the V8 stuff? We're going to go back to that. I don't know. Yeah, well, Fogues will go back to it. Yeah, of course he will. We'll talk about anything he wants to talk about. He'll take over. We'll just cut him off. Well, he will. He's had his chance. But, I mean, we might as well preempt him as much as we can. (laughs) So we can say, well, we've already spoken about that. I know that. (laughs) (laughs) I even done that one. I even done that one. I know, too late for that. So, so Simmons Plains this weekend. No, finish that. Paul Tasmania (laughs) Challenge. Each car's got one set of Dunlop soft option tyres, so it's going to make it an interesting weekend. (laughs) It'll be interesting for the punters to know what the frig is going on with tyres, because just no one really knows. It's just... It's a non-stop debacle of debacle. So going back to Courtney again, Courtney goes well on the uh, soft options. Uh, probably a lot better than, does he, sorry, a lot does better he than Winkers does. Well, and pause. <laughs> and he actually races. <laughs> he races well. Which is more than you'd save Jamie Winkup. So, you know, Winkup's, what, 71 points behind or something like that? One of them's going to have to cop it on so, the team. I know it won't be Courtney. Mm, so, interesting. Jake. So, uh... That's a bit, and the last bit of V8 news that I've got, I don't know if you've got any more, or folks will have more, no doubt, is um, apparently Garth Tander and, um, who else, Alex Davison, are going to debut new new cars this weekend, because their old ones are just too beaten up from uh, surface, so uh, could make it another interesting weekend. Yes, I... Dogs is looking very, very expectant here. The tail is wagging. I know, because Dogs hasn't crazy. had a special... Look at that. Dogs is... She's looking so good, isn't she? Uh, do- I'll tell you what, viewers. Dogs has got a dinner here fit for a king. She's got this deluxe pasta and all this chicken that Johnny's just over-poached. And uh, there you go. There's just so, there's one, there's one more ingredient just to make it perfect for dogs. What's that? I'm not sure. <laughs> sure. Not sure. Not beer. These are, these are special Italian pasta... Pasta strands that um, they're really very very nice semolina, like really good pasta. And she she loves this. So. They're like sausage dogs. Look strands. at it. Look at it. Look at it. They're ready. Yeah. Oh, Go it's jumping. Oh. <laughs> look at it. Yeah. Bouncy dogs with waggy tails. So Formula One, yes, big big weekend. It's a real lottery, isn't it? You know, it my is. gut feeling tells me that. It really, my gut feeling tells me is that I'll lot so do it. Um, not necessarily because he is a better driver or anything like that. It's just that he's got the advantage up his sleeve and he hasn't got the angst going on. True. Um, I, I, you know, I really wish, you know, we all wish that Mark Webber would do it. Yeah, well, of course um, And, you know, they've won mm-hmm. the Constructors' Championship. Yes, they've already and got that. said that there's been some, you know, Dietrich uh, Matosich... Uh, Yes. The Red Bull has said, well, we don't want to win. Uh, we don't want to win that way uh, by having team orders, which is mm-hmm. a fair call. And on top of that, Alonso today has come up and said, look, the only way that is really for us to win this championship is to win the race. Yes. Not to like and stay back and come second or third. Absolutely. Stefano 
Dominicali, I can never pronounce it right, was actually rabbiting on about that yesterday, apparently. Um, you know, he, he said basically the title could be decided in the last metre. He reckons it would be a close race, but the preference is just to go out and do it and win it straight, straight out. So, uh, you know, he said we come in with Fernando currently heading the classification, but we all know we have to give 100% of our specific tasks and maybe even a little bit more. It's a problem because there are two red balls instead of one, which is fair call, because, you know, really and truly, the way that, um, uh, yeah. There's far less pressure on Alonso as well, because he's already won the title True. a couple of times. Yeah. And, you know, he's sort of, he's been in this position, well, a similar position, mm. um, and he goes, yeah, I mean, Whatever. If I don't win, well, True. I won't win. Uh, yeah. He's not going to. He's not going to go mad over it. Yeah, it's not like he's got. Whereas got the that other pressure. guys, um, certainly in Mark's case, towards the end of use by date. Yes. I don't know what everyone else is saying. I'm not. My perspective, driving the best he's ever driven. Mm. But we saw last year the Mercedes, Braun Mercedes, um, you know, be way up there. This year, as uh, um, Adrian Newey had pointed out, and, and, and quite rightly so, considering the one the constructors' championship, we took the advantage of the rules, uh, yep. you know, and we read the rules. The best way, you know, where the heck are those kifflers? No, oh, they're fine. Well, if you, you they're gonna, looking good to me. You're going to get them sorted. You're just laying there, viewers. Just having a bit we of just got li- lying down kifflers. Yeah, I'll get them with. Them. All right, then. Well, I'll go down here and uh, oh, I mean, start kiffering. Dogs. Sebastian Vettel to be magnanimous. What does that mean? Well, magnanimous, I actually looked it up specifically. To not marry another bloke? No, magnanimous means very generous or forgiving, especially towards a rival, free from petty resentfulness or vindictiveness. So Adrian Newey's basically said to Vettel, this is what you need to do, because but he did say, should he find himself in a position where he can help Mark Webber become Formula One world champion? Red Bull already have the constructors. Now they need a world champ for the double, he says. I mean, it, but it, it, always, it comes back to the same old, the same old story, isn't it? That, that everyone perceives that, you know... You know, that... that was with uh, Vettel being German and, yeah. and uh, Red Bull being an Austrian. Yes, um, but he's the famous driver. It's the same. I mean, we, do we need to remind everybody that Hitler was Austrian? Don't mention the war. Well, I'm not, but... Well, I did once, but I think I've got away with it. Is that why you left? <laughs> <laughs> with your dowry? <laughs> on a dark night? <laughs> so... Mm. I think it's going to be a very, very big race, no doubt about it. 
Apparently Lewis Hamilton's admitted that he'd love to see Mark Webber oh, emerge. Oh, it's the, it's the megastar. Emerge as the winner. Oh, right. And now I found that ingredient for uh, Russ dinner. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, fantastic. Oh. Uh, are you Who avail- might this be? available? Yes, I am now available. <laughs> Very nice. One is. <laughs> well, uh, we're in the middle of the show... Folks, so none of your palaver, just straight into it. How, How are you, folks? Welcome to Radio Hotlap. It's so good to be back. Like, words fail me, JP. Words fail you? Come on, you're the, you're the world's walking thesaurus. How can words fail you? Thesaurus? <laughs> yeah, I was being tongue-in-cheek. Oh, well, that's all right, then. I'm it's... sure I'll have plenty to say. And how have you been? In another lively discussion that we're about, on which we're about to embark. That's what, right. What wonderful things are we going to discuss? Well, we've, we've done V8 supercars and Formula 1 and pretty much all the others. We've done food and booze and we haven't got on to tech, so other than that, go your hardest. <laughs> what, have you, what delights have you got, us, got to inform us about the weekend, folks, or the V8-wise weekend? Yes. Well, it's a big, big, big weekend overall, isn't it? It you know, is. V8 starting their run home to the... championships. Do you think the um, 
I mean, it's probably pretty obvious from the outside looking in, but um, within the professionals that the people are within these teams, do you think that the ownership battle has been distracting uh, that has, would, would um, make James take his eye a little off his, uh, his game? It must have. You know, James has been pretty firm that no, I'm putting that on my mind. I'm letting my manager, Alan Gow, worry about, you know, any possibility that I may or may not leave the team, which, as we speak, you know, he can't. His contract is to Johnson Racing through next year, and that's the end of it. All the talk about, you know, Holden Racing team putting in a big bid for him. While that might be true, I'm sure he is their target. Um, but at the moment, officially, they can't do anything. But still, while this is swirling around in the future, the only, well, in fact, the, not just the ownership, but the future of the team is on the line at the moment. You know, it must be distracting, and they already one casualty, you know, of the ownership crisis up at Stapleton is uh, Adrian Burgess, you know, the team manager, essentially, the mastermind of uh, Johnson Racing's resurgence on the track over the last two years, at least. He's off to um, take over as team principal at Team Vodafone next year. Roland Dane, the, the owner and the boss of the team, is stepping back a bit. He's not relinquishing control by any stretch of the imagination. But Adrian Burgess has jumped ship already. And um, I hear from many sources that you know, lots of staff at DJRs are uh, feeling uh, very vulnerable and they're very concerned about the future and they've already been uh, looking for or in many cases have actually secured jobs with other teams next season. So um, it's not quite a mass exodus, but um, you know, there are going to be some more people leaving if things aren't sorted out soon and maybe you're going to go anyway. Um, so you can't tell me that this is not distracting James Courtney. You know, it must be to some degree or not, or rather. Yeah, I, I thought... You're absolutely right, folks. That is the unfortunate fallout there. Is like if it had been resolved in a couple of weeks or three weeks or something like that, you know, the stability of would have been restored. But now the whole team would have to have been torn apart and coming towards the end of the season, like you say, people were frightened, will be frightened about their jobs. There will be collateral damage. And, I mean, just to give you an idea of how long this thing has dragged on, you know, in the current, this week's issue of Auto Action, I wrote my sixth straight story on what was happening, which has been six straight stories about nothing happening, essentially. It's like Seinfeld <laughs> for motor racing. It is. Yeah, talk, you know, we talk about this being, you know, a show about nothing. Well, you know, I'm getting to the point where I'm thinking this, you know, following the DJR saga, it's, you know, story after story about nothing. <laughs> oh, well, are you referring to Radio Hotlap as the show about nothing? I mean, it's, it's such high praise that you give us. Yeah, well, when the three of us get together, we have a remarkable capacity to drag out nothing for ages and ages. Well, which we're currently doing. And, we, and, it's yeah. the, and folks, it's the inverse of something. That's right. So there you go. So then we've got uh, Formula One. The big, uh, yeah, what's your cash all on there, What's your pick, boys? Oh, I don't know. I'm worried about Alonso. Yeah, and that's what I said before. I think Alonso will do it because... But uh, what's your thought? Well, you might recall I've been saying since the Singapore Grand Prix that, you know, he was in hunt and kill mode and he's going to, you know, hunt down Weber and um, he's done so and, you know, he's the last bloke. If I were I don't want to have on my tail. Um, well, in fact, he's actually ahead of him, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah. He's going to be tough to beat. You know, Weber can win the World Championship. He has a great chance, but, you know, he's got to work 
But they've taken a leaf out of Ron Dennis's book, though, haven't they? I mean, if you think back to the Senate Prost days. discussion away from the big guys to some of the little guys. Just today I, uh, I read that, um, that uh, a, um, a Russian sports car manufacturer, uh, Marussia Motors, has taken a, a significant stake in Virgin Racing. Um, there's some different drivers testing there at HRT. Christian Klein is back. Um, you know, uh, so many times we've seen the small teams do nothing one year, but then the next year sort of the, the rest of the big guys, the the, the, the focus is on you know winning and the little guys creep up. What's your thoughts on the emerging teams? I presume you're talking about Hispania racing team, not Holden racing team. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, <laughs> they've been a hopeless show this year, HRT. Honestly, um, just you know, riven with division within the team and you know, had a falling out with their chassis manufacturer Delara and. really is Lotus Racing and whatever that may be called next next year is 
doesn't like losing, does he? So does that mean he'll throw more money at it next year, though, and so they'll get better? Or, you know, that's what you, that's the unknown quantity, I guess, and, and some of these minnows have become big teams over the years. going on in the little teams would be very dismissive of it but you know, okay l- let's look at what happened with some of those those guys I mean um, the Dallara created what well, well, yeah, for the first time they went in to make a chassis that they really perhaps weren't qualified to do even though they'd done PB first what then what Kiflis. Par boiling yeah no not par boiling no you're not okay he's right. giving me directions sorry folks the directions on the Kiflis. Um that um that uh, they were. Uh, Can you get to the point, please? Yeah, I'm getting to the point that there are external. I'll cut, I'll cut him off. I'll cut him off. You got him snarling. I heart, I heart. Is that there were external factors there? Uh, specifically, most of the small teams seem to suffer a lot of hydraulic problems, which were also being, which were being manufactured by Extract. Extract for, for years it actually had a very good name. In, uh, in transmission systems, but it appears now that a lot of the, the teams are manufacturing their own. Now, so Red Bull Racing do theirs. Perhaps that's made, you know, in conjunction with companies like Ricardo. Um, I don't know. But, um, you know, there's a lot of external factors there that, that, that the general public are not aware of that has, that has caused these teams to, 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 to appear to be dud. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, the, the difference between... Sometimes the differences were very great, but generally speaking, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of time difference between first and last in Formula One. It has been ever thus. You know, X-Track um, has been a problem area for the Cosworth-powered cars. That's one of the main reasons I gather that uh, Lotus Racing has switched from Cosworth to Renault Power, and you know, backed up by the behold of the getting hold of next year the Red Bull. Uh, Red Bull Racing transmission uh, because you know their technical director Mike Gascoigne has been saying that the weak link has been the X Track transmission. Now, you know, as you said, X Track have been in racing for a long time and they have a very good track record, but it's been mainly in lesser formula. Yeah, rally cross and rally. Actually, it's reduced a bit over the year, but if you look, if you look at it, those, those three, you know, new 
Yes. Yeah, so not tens or hundreds or thousands, they're seconds off the pace. Well, you know, honestly, they should be back in GP2. They shouldn't be, you know, muddling around there. But, you know, it's, it's, as I said, it's been ever thus that, you know, from the outside, people, you know, the general public will wonder why there is such a disparity when the cars, you know, ostensibly look the same. But, you know, hidden within it, it's all a matter of, you know, expertise and resource. You know, if you've got the right people and enough money, you know, that combination will make you a winner if you've just got, you know, not enough money and a small contingent of engineers and you don't have the resources, well, you know, you're going to be close, relatively speaking, but never close enough. And, and all sport, Formula 1 particularly, has become a, you know, the standards by which you judge teams and drivers. It's very harsh because often you are only talking, you know, thousands, hundreds or tenths, you know, which is nothing, you know. Well, on that. And even the same in V8 supercars is getting like that. So it's, you know, the gap is nothing in real, in, in, you know, in measurable terms, but it's actually very far in the relative competition. On that note, folks, um, McLaren this year didn't start off that greatly, but they've certainly come on in the, you know, the latter part of the year. Um, next year, how do you think they'll go? Smoky spec and yes. one's a, a back cut. I mean, try the smoky stuff. Mm-hmm. Try this one. Which do you think is going to go better, chunked up uh, to go with our roast sirloin? Uh, Excuse and, us, folks. We're just putting in a bit of cooking here because we're actually cooking as we talk. Yeah, that's okay. Well, what are you having down there, mate? I don't know. Uh, fish, I believe. Yes, fillet. Because it will be too overpowering otherwise with that little smoky one. Lovely tucker. And yeah, thanks for asking the book. We haven't got there yet. We know. We knew you were going to plug the book. The Craig Lowndes book. Yes, it's doing well. Thanks for asking. Fantastic. And, and what's it called again? Life in the fast lane, is it? You meant to say, thanks for asking, assholes. Thank you. Took the word right out of my mouth. <laughs> but um, it's called The Inside Line, and you know very well. 
give us the yeah. I, I got my I got my yeah. autographed copy from Lacrae Lantern Foes today. Did you manage to get a truck, JP, or not yet? Sorry, Foes, I didn't catch that. Did you manage to get a copy off the back of a truck? No, I haven't. No, no, apparently they're clamping down now. I, none of that's allowed to go on anymore. All right. Well, so, there you go. I didn't say this, but if you want to get a copy before you see me... Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, if you, if you want to get a copy, full stop. Because um, <laughs> came up because they're already on sale for eighteen dollars. Oh, is that right? Well, can't we? Get... Mm. Yeah, we can't sell them. Oh, well, I'll have to go to Kmart then. Obviously, should. Yeah, still. can't get it there. But yeah. um, no, no. The re- seriously, though, the, re- the initial reports are it's um, it's selling strongly. The publisher's happy so far. And well, that's the big publicity push is going to come late this month in the lead up to the uh, Christmas buying season. So um, it's looking pretty good, and um, just waiting to see what reviews come out soon and hopefully they'll be positive. I don't know, maybe it's a good book, maybe it's not. Now, interestingly on that point, <laughs> I don't know whether your um, papers over there, I presume that they're all syndicated, news limited, the same as we get here. In the motoring section last Saturday, Paul Gover actually said that he hasn't even seen your book yet and doesn't know when it's going on sale. Yeah, that's because you've been paying out on him. And he was waiting, to, and he was waiting to get hold of it. No, I haven't been paying out on but, um, no, that's correct. Um, he bit at well. that stage, he hadn't received a review. But call, I'm but sure you... I believe you've... that's been rectified. I was going to say, I'm sure you would have mailed him one instantly. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, are we talking across purposes here? Yeah, no, no, absolutely not. No, but but it, did, did you include a ribbon around one of those 199 reds? <laughs> no. It's all right, Hardy's having his little, you know, tangent bit. I'm sorry, Fogwa. <laughs> I guys are very quiet. Well, I know there's 13 people speaking at once, apparently. I have no idea what's going on. Well, I'll tell you what's going on. It's... It's... Heck! Tech time! How's your iPad, folks? It's pretty good. It's working. Good. And how's your uh, how's your vote in the upcoming uh, elections over there? Do you know why I'm asking you that? For whom will I be voting? No, no, I'm not asking you who you're going to be voting for. I'm just saying how's your vote in the upcoming elections. And the reason I ask that is because apparently John Brumby yesterday promised every doctor in yeah. Victoria's public hospital system will be issued with an Apple iPad if his incumbent Labor government is returned to power. So well, that sounds like a pretty good idea. I think that'd be a handy little device for uh, yes. medical practitioners, but lots of, lots of other companies are already doing that, aren't they? Using iPads for um, yeah, look, all like, sorts of things from taking, you know, in, in restaurants. So you'll get hands oh, sure. the menu and yep, 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 the yep, yep, yep. Uh, restaurant staff will use them to, um, you know, take your order and all that sort of stuff. So, There's mean, heaps going on. Yeah. I, I just wondered whether you, you thought it was a vote swinger like he obviously does. I mean, he's talking like $12 million of your money yeah. in Victoria to buy them. And they reckon that he's actually done his homework pretty well because they've done some sums on the base model and they reckon that it should be about $13 million. So... You know, so, so well, for him to quote yeah, 12 I mean, million is pretty good. I can see the sense of it, but I, I'm, I wonder if that $12 million that you mentioned would be better spent directly on the healthcare system here in Victoria, like most other states. You know, the, yeah, exactly. the system is in desperate need of investment, not gadgets. Mm. Well, folks, 
thanks for joining us this evening on the show. Um, it's, it's been your pleasure. It, it, it has. has. <laughs> Snack. <laughs> High five. <laughs> no, good fun. Good to talk to you guys, and uh, hopefully we'll be catching up again soon. And uh, yes, I hope so. Heading off on another epic road trip, or or a not so epic road trip. Are you off to Are you off to Tassie this weekend, folks? Uh, I am briefly. I'm going down on Saturday just for right. a bit of a gorilla raid. Okay. I'll be a paddock just for a day. No worries. Well, have a, have a nice time. Well, folks, I did actually have one more thing to say, and I, I mean this in, in all sincerity. Uh, if you'd like to, uh, I'd like to let you have a have a, have a go of the new Focus RS with, with a special upgrade kit also that's coming from England, which will make it uh, 15% more powerful than the RS here, bringing it in line with the RS500. Um, you probably don't get too many opportunities to have a bit of a test of something like that, so I thought... Like you to do it and uh, have a bit of fun with it. That'd be excellent. So you're actually going ahead with this. You're not only getting the the rusty sausage version of the Focus, but you're going to uh, pump it up with the steroid kit from the UK. Good uh, man. And also, you and it's never have too much horsepower, and that'll be fun through the front wheels of that thing, won't it? Yeah, well, I don't know how he's going to get the V8 under the bonnet, though, folks. And uh, it's also me. getting a body wrap, but we can't talk about that now. So uh, I look forward to you having a drive of that and uh, extolling the virtues of, of it in your column with where we're only referred to as barely mates. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah. nice. The I-Hi-X special. That's, That's it. One. Ciao, but ciao for now. Cheers, folks. Bye. Oh. It does like to take over, doesn't it? What are you doing? Did you get all the tech time? Well, I was on. I was on Tech, so I'm talking about iPad. Okay, well, there you go. Tech, so I'm forgetting. It's probably five minutes, and he'll be taking over the rest of the iTunes store movie rentals and sales in Japan. Well, they're doing iTunes stores and movie rentals bloody everywhere. So, there you go. So, is that, have we just covered that? <laughs> right. Now, OS 10, 10.6.5. Yes, that came out uh, this morning. Um, and, in fact, that, that's a, quite a necessary update. Yes. Because uh, I put um, iOS 4.2 as, a, as a, a Golden Master developer release on my iPad. I'll tell you, it's transformed my iPad. What's more, I've got folders. Suddenly, yep. like, I've got... It's just instead of having ten screens and stuff, it's just everything's organised. Um, how's that sizzling going on the back? It's very sizzly. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very, very nice. But it's, uh, I mean, it, it, it's improving, um, you know, Exchange servers. So if you've plunged already into uh, Office 2011 um, and if you're just using mail to an Exchange server, it's, it's enhancing that. And there's some performance issues and graphics issues that are being fixed, which is good. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's, uh, it, it's a necessary upgrade. And, it uh, is a necessary upgrade because if you want to print... From, uh, remember that uh, iOS 4.2, which will probably be released tomorrow, is a unified release across iPad, iPhone, and um, iPod Touch, yep. and it brings AirPrint technology. Yes. Uh, so it would, and you do need 10.5, 10.5.6, 10.6.5. Uh, yes. Um, to do uh, that. Running on on your desktop machine. Yep. To be able to do that. I also the other day, JP, I bought a product that I thought was was particularly deluxe. And I'm, I'm just going to grab the iPad. Oh, hello. Well, while he's doing that, uh, viewers, let's just carry on with a bit more tech stuff. Steve Ballmer, 
has sold more than 49 million shares of Microsoft stock worth 1.3 billion in the past several days. That's right, and he bought and Ashley plans, Martin. And plans to sell a total of 75 million shares by the, year, by the end of the year. Does he know something we don't? What do you reckon? Hair loss. Hair loss? Yeah. You reckon that's all it is? But it's going to mean that he's going to reduce his stock by about 18%. So, and he hasn't sold any Microsoft stock in seven years. So, it's interesting that he's just um, sold all of that stuff, um, given that, you know, Microsoft have got all these new releases and iPhone, uh, iPhone, Windows Phone 7 and da-da-da-da-da. So, here's a quick look at my, uh, my iPad okay. now. I've got, yep. like, shortcuts on one screen for websites that I regularly Can you see use. that, viewers? But, it's uh, good. But, like, there we are. And, of course... Multi-touching, uh, multitasking is right there as well. But what I really like is, I guess, because I'm always going, I'm never quite sure where I want my stuff. And right. I've got computers all over the place and so yeah. on like that. So you're using uh, And, uh, yeah, I'm using this uh, new uh, and the most expensive app I've ever bought at $37, $38. Yep. But I'm actually going to connect to the my iMac 27 in the office. Now, what's really cool about this, JP, is that you can control, you know, a machine remotely. It, yes. It's effectively a VPN solution. Yep. But, but here's where it gets really interesting. Okay, so there's my screen in the office coming up, and it's in screensaver mode. Now it's going to say, all right, put your password in. Johnny, yeah. right, thanks very much. So there we go. You're still using that password. <laughs> I am. <laughs> So there's, so there's, there, there, there it is, so there come up there. Yeah. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you something particularly interesting. So I'm going to just double click on my, on the hard drive there. Yeah, which is just opened up. Yep. Yep. And uh, remember, we're, we're connecting into Sydney. We're on the, uh, using the Telstra 3G network here on the iPad. And everything you're seeing on my 27-inch iMac is now on the screen there. So yep. if I actually play a Flash website, right. it plays here. Ah. It plays here because it's doing, you know, it's doing, it's rasterizing everything. Sure, and but then sending it. This is where you're gonna, this is where you're gonna really think it's quite cool. I mean, apart from the fact that I can get in and get anything. Yeah, which has got to be great. It's just, I'm just, I'm just getting what. The only problem with this, of course, viewers, is and which you can't see, is that he hasn't got a clue how to use the. Well, iPad. I have. I've just I've got greasy fingers. So. <laughs> I, I, I'm not quite sure what the what the, what the fast scroll method is. Oh, there we go. Just tap it down there. What right. I'm going to do is, is I'm going to launch PhotoBooth. So what I'm doing is I'm launching PhotoBooth, which launches the camera in the office, and now I'm actually taking a photo of what's going on in my office. I've got the, the cameras yep. on the front of the I, IMAX around the office are effectively security cameras. And uh, if we look at, uh, if we go in there and, and take a photo, we can actually like get it to do it and email it back to us yeah. that quickly. So here we go. Here's our, oh, there we go. Here's here's the our office. office. I reckon it's very, very clever stuff. The fact that I'm here. And so yeah, anyway, cool. And log me in. in Sydney. Log yeah, me in. Log me in. Yeah. Very, very cool. Very, very cool. Well, not that we're getting paid for it. No, absolutely not. Um, the other thing is that uh, Android has beaten uh, uh, iOS in, in three, the third quarter. Um, yep. With um, 
20, uh, 20 million units being sold as opposed to 13.4 for, for Apple. So, so that gives time. Android 25% market share versus iOS is 16. Hmm, okay. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. What else have you got for us, mate? Well, um, starting to wind Apple out. Apple have time here. Apple have dropped prices across the board. You realise that, that in the last. Oh, we got a bit of water under the. Looking there. good. Um, Apple have dropped prices across the board in the last few weeks. Uh, it's taken them a long time. In fact, it took them too long, I reckon, to uh, catch up with the fact that the Aussie dollar's got so strong. Yeah, but also, but, but to be fair, I had product in the channel. Yes. That was at the old price, manufactured at the old price. True, which is which is quite correct, but they they could have still been a lot better. Like we've had a, a, a horrendous three months, effectively, since the middle of August. As soon as the Aussie dollar started getting up ninety five US cents, people were just going, "Well, I'm not going to buy that in Australia. It's cheaper to go to the states and get it air freighted, and I'm still saving one hundred and sixty bucks." Anyway, notwithstanding that fact, they've cut prices across the board. So, on a base model iMac, you can save 50 bucks on the old price, and going right the way through now to the top of the range Mac Pro, you're saving $400 on, on the old prices. But interestingly, because we're in the pre-Christmas period, nothing's happened with iPods, not a cracker. So, the price differential between Australia and the US, it's still 50 bucks for a Nano, 60 bucks for an iPod Touch, and 80 bucks for a Classic. And I think that that's just not a good thing. Personally. Not a good thing. Not On that note, I think that's the end of Tech Time and end of Vogue's. We're going to have something to eat. We do. You can make a choice out of this beautiful, well, what is this first one, JP? Trist from Nepenthe in the uh, in the hills. A, um, and it's got some Cab Sav, Tempranillo and Zinfandel. What do you reckon, Andrew? <laughs> FWBM. Sorry, well, I mean, it's only oh, fair that you do a bit of a critique of you, you being the FWBM. Yeah. yeah. Is that I, your choice, JP? Yes, it was. Yeah, it's just that, that something a bit different. Yeah, yeah it seemed yeah. a bit different. Well, we've got a bit of variety there, haven't we? No, uh, on, yeah. a sec on a second, yeah. we've got a uh, the Smidge Houdini uh, from McLaren Vale, a uh, 2008 Shiraz. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, what do you think of this, Andy? Well, we tried to drop last night, didn't we? We found it pretty typical chocolatey rich McLaren Vale Shiraz. Very enjoyable. Sounds with, good. The Tulangi Pinot Noir 2008 from the Yarra Valley. We, uh, we got to like that after a while, after a few glasses. You're not too, you weren't too sure, John, okay. but that's... I was, quite, uh, I was really quite bushed last night when I got in. I, I, I bushed George. George Stephen. I was not a lucky one. Okay. Um, peeling? I'm still peeling, yeah. yeah so you, still, you, no, no. Have you had too much sun? Underneath. Underneath? No. He's peeling underneath. He's got his cheese. Yeah, sure. Look, look at it. And it, Too much sun. Then there's the 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 knot. Oh, the oh, oh, valley floor. Hanging snakes knot. No, not have the valley floor. Uh -huh. One of my favourites. Probably one of the best value Shirazes around the mid twenties. Uh, without a doubt. Twenty one. Well, there you go. Oh, An outstanding bargain, bargain at the yeah. moment. A uh, turkey flat uh, rosé, which I've actually put in with the, uh, the, the probably probably the, one of the best turkey flat rosés in the last half a dozen of years or so. Just really lively and fresh. Outstanding. This summer drinking. And then the one I brought tonight, I thought, you know, to have my roast, so I brought a, a Margaret River Cabernet Merlot from the brilliant 2008 vintage Woodlands. 
Lovely. So we've got a good selection there, boys. We, we, yes, we, 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 we do. You hope we drive it overnight, James. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm not going to have to stay the night well, again, I think, am I? Yeah, get together. Oh, but you're not no. snuggling up in my bed, Joe. <laughs> well, it's been well, a great... Well, happy Harleys, either. I'll give you the It's been picture. another great show. Thanks, yes, thank you, buddy, for your input yeah. there. But, uh, and Rusty Sausage for all your, your happiness and the air conditioning on for the first time for the season. Like to say, and Fogwanis, for dialing in from Victoria. Ka-ching, ka-ching. But I'd also like to say... Say a little cheerio to some, some, some friends in Port Macquarie, Miss Bruce Vegas and, 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 and my daughter Claire, who have come down with a lovely. My daughter Madison. Uh, uh, my daughter, Madison. <laughs> Matilda. <laughs> come on, I get it right. Get it right, get it um, yeah. And we all came down and we went to the zoo and the, the um, uh, Darling Harbour and did the Ferris yep. Wheel and Chinatown and Manly Ferry and oh, excellent! You've had uh, a Australian time. Museum and it was absolutely wonderful. So I'd like to say a bit of a hello, cheerio. We'll see you soon. Now yes. one, just oh. one last thing. <laughs> this is my Steve Jobs impersonation. Do you know what time of year it is, Johnny? It's what would we classic not? Adelaide time. Exactly. What are we not doing? Classic Adelaide. We're not going the classic Adelaide. And right. that's because Andrew Medicky, 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 won the classic class of the, um, the, the, the High Country right. yes. in, the, in his uh, Piranha last weekend. And I thought, that's, uh, that's great. Spoke to him and said, oh, you're a bit of a cheeky bloke, aren't you? Go out there doing <laughs> that. And he had the navigator that George had used, the little ah, youngster, yeah. the young guy yeah. from Tasmania, in the car, there's very, very light, 35 kilos. Yes, yeah, a little, um, little jockey. And, uh, yes, yeah. did very, very well. John and Jason Fantastic. White won the event outright. Yep. Um, and can you believe it? Yeah, I know what you're going to say. Well, Superlock. No. Weeksy? No. That you're not going to Cheeky Danish bloke. Oh, yeah. There he is, gone back to the sun-drenched apartment in yeah. Monte Carlo just to have a little relax. No more raising for the year. Ring, ring. Hello. What are you doing, Sven? I'm Hans' son. Quick, get your ass to Mars. So he's had to go to China, to Zhuhai, for a race on the weekend to race in the final round of the Asia, Asia Carrera Cup Championship. Never driven the car before. Never raced in the championship. It's a final, gone in, won everything. See you later. Is that right? Back to Monaco. Good night, viewers. Good night, viewers. That's smelly, David. He's yeah. smelly. He's smelly. He's very smelly. Oh, he's smelly. Smelly, David. He's so smelly. Was it, was it this time of year last year that it was classic? Yeah. And next, you, I think next weekend. You, you could smell it. Yeah. It's the fashion show this weekend. That's right. Which was, in, which was the Friday night. Yeah. The fashion show's on the moment. Yeah. Good night, yeah. Smelly. Oh. Good night. <laughs>